Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. David Vaughn here. Welcome to another edition of Rev Radio Show. It is so nice to talk to you on Sunday nights. And Lori and I really look forward to coming into your heart, your home, your car, your deck, wherever you might happen to be. Hopefully you're not doing something that the Rev would not want you to do tonight. You know, I, I'm always convinced God's going to, you know, speak into your life. There's probably something somewhere I'll hear some story. David, I was getting ready to make a stupid decision and you came on the radio accidentally you know uh, coincidentally and drew me back so if that happens email how would they email us Lori give us that email address if they have just such a story or other stories well, if you've saved their life, yeah, they can email that. us at yeah. rev, R-E-V, at com. Yeah, if we've, or we've saved you from doing something stupid. We'd like to know that, too. We try to talk about all those topics here on the show. But welcome again to another Sunday night on September 30th. Uh, fall is here. It's in the air. I, I can feel the weather's a little bit different. Rain has finally gone away. Happy about that. And uh, looking forward to lots of things. How's it going in your world, Lori, these days? You heading into fall? You know, Christmas is coming. I know you're thinking about what present you're going to get your you know, co-host. That, yeah, that's always on my mind. I'm always sure on my mind. Is. I'm sure it is. Um, well, fall is is revving up. Lots of events going on. Great things happening yeah. at church. Been doing the Alpha yes. program. Or, Alpha is a good program yeah, we started at I Whitewater really like Crossing that. Church. It kind of gives foundational things. But I noticed you've been coming. You like it? You enjoying I do. it so yeah, far? Yeah, I'm enjoying the people that I'm meeting and the messages and just getting to know. It's hard to get to know people in this church. We all know that yeah. for the size of it. So you it's really true. do have to find a niche or something to get involved with. But I definitely recommend people look into that. And the food's good. Yeah, Maybe I've heard you. that too. Yeah. Well, you kind of an alpha female. I could see that a little <laughs> bit too. But alpha really is the first letter in the Greek alphabet. So you have alpha and omega. And the Bible talks about how Jesus is this person that uh, is the beginning and the end of all things. But alpha is really a course that has foundational truths for people who are looking for more than just uh, uh, attending, and and uh, it helps it helps their belief, helps build on it, and mm-hmm. so those listening, I'm sure you can find an alpha course at Whitewater or some other place, and it is going pretty good at church. I mean, we're doing this series right now on uh, the fruits of the spirit called the Start of Happy, and we're learning how to be happy, peaceful. I think everybody listening in Eagle Country probably wants that. Mm-hmm. They're not sure how to get that. And so these principles that we're teaching on Sunday mornings out at Whitewater apply no matter where you are in the spiritual spectrum. Uh, And they apply to whatever vocation you're in, whatever location you're in, whatever position you're in, whatever problem you're in, uh, they all apply. And it's the start of happy. And so we believe our world would be a better place, our community, our lives, our families would be better if we just kind of did what Jesus did. That's a novel thought in it. Just do what Jesus did. But anyway, we are excited uh, because we have uh, another gal in our church that attends uh, Whitewater here, like Lori and I. Jill Wolf is her name. 
And she's applying a lot of the stuff that we talk about here on Rev and applying a lot of the stuff we talk about on the weekends. Uh, 9.30 and 11.15, by the way, are the two service times. Come, you get out of the second service in time to watch the Bengals lose. It's a wonderful <laughs> – oh, I'm sorry. I know you Bengals fans in Eagle Country. I'll, I'll get an email maybe about that. But they had two weeks. I'm I saying, know. Everyone, everyone gets so excited, and then I'm like, wait, wait for it. See, I'm not a big sports ball person. Yes, wait, So I just sit on the sideline and say, wait for it, and then it's week three. There you go. I have learned <laughs> not to emotionally invest in Cincinnati sports of any kind. <laughs> FCC? FCC. Mm. Now, there you go. Maybe yeah, them. Yeah, I like that. As I hear, that's going well. Yeah. I have not been to a game, but a lot of folks in our church go. And uh, they, they have season tickets, I think. Mm. So it'll be great. But, Jill, I'm so excited to have you on the Rev Radio Show. My pleasure. And we're glad. Tell us a little bit. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about what you do here in a minute. But tell us a little bit about you. How did you find your way to the church here? Y'all been in the community a long time? Are you a long-time West Side girl? I am a lifetime West wow. Side girl. Wow. There are more than a few of you out there. And I am not leaving. Oh, good Much for you. To my husband's dismay. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Leaving. So I actually started Whitewater um, after spending my whole entire childhood in a church home. Mm-hmm. And then I left that church home to go to, away to college Yeah. and found a church that I loved in college and realized to me what I was really seeking in a church. And it really wasn't what I was, what I grew up in. And so after graduating from college and coming back home, um, I was really intentional about, uh, intentional about seeking out a church yeah. similar to what I found in college that just really um, challenged me on, on a daily basis mm-hmm. and weekly was uplifting and was biblically sound. Mm. And so um, I actually have family members that have gone to Whitewater since early existence of Whitewater. And yeah. so it was a recommendation as I was church shopping to give um, Whitewater a try. And I've been here pretty much ever since trying. So Yeah, a lot of people listen to Eagle Country. They may drive by 128 and think, man, that's a new church there. And, and we have been on this location for, for 10 years, phase one and now phase two. But this is a 100-year-old a church. So our roots run deep on the west mm-hmm. side. We're, we're Westwood Cheviot. Church of Christ over on Glenmore. Some of you in legal country know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, uh, you can find your way around by all the Catholic Church uh, landmarks. You know, that's how people give directions in the west side of Cincinnati. (laughs) So you kind of know where we are down there by St. Martin's, and you're right there. But this is a church that really has its roots deep in the faith, deep Mm -hmm. in the Bible, deep in Cincinnati. And we're really glad that Jill and her husband, her family are here. And uh, it's exciting. What, what do you like? What do you like about Whitewater these days? What's what's popping out to you? You know, what I love is the ways to get involved here. Mm. There are so many. It, it is a bigger church, and so it is intimidating to some people that yeah. it's large and that you could come in on a Sunday and leave on a Sunday and and not really, you know, make friends or whatever. Yeah. But that's not what church is meant to be. Yeah. And so um, I love the the intentionality behind all of the different ways that someone can find Mm. their group of people so that church can really be what church is supposed Mm -hmm. to be and not just a Sunday thing. Um, But aside from that, what kept me coming to then eventually plug into those groups was that every week I feel Mm. like I walk away as if the message was delivered Mm. to me. Um, Mm. And it is biblically truthful. Mm. It's not always what I want to hear. You know, the message isn't always Mm. exactly what I want to hear. And sometimes it challenges me in ways because it's not... 
um, not exactly what I'm doing, mm. but it, but it's biblical. And when when it's when it's rooted in biblical truth, it forces you to Helps take a out. good like a good look it's at so, it's your fascinating life. Fascinating to hear you ladies talk about that because I think we have a great message here. Whether this particular bald headed rev preacher is preacher <laughs> or not, we have a great team of communicators. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I I dealt with it this week. I delivered a message on hope, and I really did going home. I you know, I don't think that was my best message. I don't think that was very good. And then I started getting these emails and texts with me, David. I can't tell you how much that spoke to me. That was right what I needed to hear like right now. So maybe I've changed my mind. Maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought <laughs> I thought it was. Well, so, doesn't it seem that every time we always critique ourselves the most, it's when people will come back yeah. and tell you how good of a job. See, it's because we're our own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a good evaluator of my own material. Uh, I, that, that's probably it. And so just when I think I'm really good, then nobody says anything. And sometimes it's just know? a nugget. It's just yeah, one just little one nugget little that you just needed to hear that week. Mm. And, and so you might not walk out with the whole message resonating, but I, so, I mean, every week I just have one thing that just plays mm-hmm. over and over in my mind, and it, it's either That's exactly good. what I needed to hear for my where I'm, where I am in life, or, or it's kind of like a precursor for what's coming, and it just I I, I now have that armor, and I think you know an event mm-hmm. happens, and miraculously I yeah. have this verse or whatever mm-hmm. playing in my mind, so. Most of the time, for me, it's just a nugget, even. Yeah, a nugget, a phrase, Mm -hmm. turn of a phrase or something. Yeah. All that free advice you give us. Yes, lots of free advice. And, uh, you know, I'm 57, so I've seen a lot. I've learned a lot. You ladies are much younger, and and so it's great. I like to hang out with younger people. It helps me be, at least, feel younger. But there's a mysterious, almost mystical thing that happens, and most preachers probably don't talk about it because— it sounds weird, and if you're not careful, it sounds like you're bragging. <clears throat> and so those that know me know that that's not the case, at least I hope not. But I, there's this mystical thing where I, people will come out and say, I heard you say this, and it meant so much to me. And I will go back and to my notes, or I'll go back and listen. I never said that phrase. And I attribute this to the Holy Spirit, this God mm-hmm. taking what I say and translating it to what a person hears. Because communication, mm-hmm. when you think about it, what yeah. I say, what I mean, what you hear are three different things. Sure. And if you're in any kind of relationship in Eagle Country, my guess is if you had a problem or a fight with your significant other, it's what I said, what I meant, and what you heard. There's a mix up there. So I think God takes mm-hmm. these words sometimes and translates them and mm-hmm. puts a thought in someone's ear uh, and head about what I said. I really didn't say that. So that's why I say never give up on preaching, teaching, because people get what God wants them to get regardless of how good or not good. I think I did. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean you don't prep. I mean, mm-hmm. I work hard. I think it's a sin like to bore people with the majesty of the gospel, you know. So we try to make it interesting no matter who's up there. But uh, that's really interesting. It's kind of a rabbit trail probably. So those of you who listen to Rev, you know, who knows what you're – this is all bonus. Who knows what you're going to get? You'll never have opportunity to hear a preacher probably say some of the things that we say. So we give you a little peek behind the curtain. And our church is a a large size, and it's a a strength because we're able to offer a lot of programs and – ministry opportunities that Jill talked about and Lori often talks about. But 
uh, the downside is it's a big church and it's easy to get lost. And so for a while, that's probably attractive because you want to be anonymous, don't mm-hmm. you think? Most people, first time they want to sit in the back, kind of check it out. Feel it out. Want to see, are there weird people here? Will they stone me here? You know, what kind of place is this? Are they after my money here? I mean, all kind of questions people have. So there's an advantage of a larger church. But eventually, if you don't work your way into a a smaller group or a ministry or alpha class or something where you come out of anonymity, then you will not get out of church what you say or think you want church to be in your life. And the church is never a building. It's always people. And Lori and Jill are great representatives of our church uh, wherever they go. I love that. Uh, And so let me just kind of uh, shift gears a little bit, Jill, and talk a little bit about now that you're here, now that you're back from school, you've been given some amazing opportunities in the school system. I have. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing. Sure. Uh, And God has put you, I know God has put you over at Bridgetown Middle School. And do you mind if I talk a little bit about kind of that God hand? I would love that. Tell us that. So I I started off teaching in the Oak Hill system. And um, I guess it's about five years ago, I felt like I was ready for the administrative role. And I reached out or interviewed for multiple positions that I thought I was qualified for, and they never panned out. Um, and then, miraculously, um, they reached out to me for a position yeah. that I didn't feel qualified for or did not feel like I had any interest in. Yeah. It would have never been something that I would have put my resume in for or said, mm-hmm. I want to interview for that role. And they, they came to me and said, can you interview for this? And, and so I interviewed for a role that I, I know in my heart I would have never done. Um, but to me, that just after you know landing the position of assistant principal at Bridgetown Middle School, just realizing that I was placed there purposefully, yeah. um, not really knowing what that looked like. And I really don't know that I still know exactly what that looks like. But um, after starting that role, I've had lots of staff members just really saddle up beside me. Um, church members, just very encouraging, hmm. just knowing that I had that role, but would constantly say, like, you are mm-hmm. there for a reason. That's right. For um, such a time as this, yes, we might say. Yes. And I think that's one of my first verses that I love, the biblical verse of that you were created for such yeah, a time as that this. That was Esther, another gal yes. that God used to do good things. I love Bridgetown Middle School. I, uh, I, my son was there uh, growing up. Oh, in the gym. Tyler, yeah. Yes. In fact, I think he might have been in the principal's office more than he was in the class, but that's a whole other story. So anyway, uh, yeah, I played basketball, so I was there all a lot uh, back in the day, and yeah. I haven't been in it for a while. We went into, uh, which Jill maybe could talk about a little bit with some other people who love Jesus, just to go in and serve and give snacks for testing periods, mm-hmm. and I got to walk the halls mm-hmm. that I haven't been in in a while, and it, it, it still looks the same. I think it's a little... Better looking than when I was there. I think you've made some improvements, but it still kind of feels like a school. Uh, But yeah, so tell us what's going on at Bridgetown Middle School these days. What are you working on? Some initiatives just from an educational standpoint. Y'all got some good stuff hopping there. And so, really, from an educational standpoint, um, to me, it's about loving kids first. Yeah. I don't think anything educationally happens in a classroom until they know that you really care Mm. and that you love on them Mm. and you meet them. The best teachers have that philosophy, don't they? Absolutely. The ones that make, made impact in our lives were like, it wasn't this your job. They took a special interest in mm-hmm. us. Right. Yeah. And sometimes, especially in the middle school, um, you don't get kids to like math. You don't get 
kids mm. to like your content, your best impact is when you get them to like and believe in you, mm -hmm. and then the content comes with it. Um, and so my my goal this year, and as a staff, we, we just really focused in on what can this building look like if it just breathed positivity? Mm. If it just was a place mm. of kindness and love and mm. caring about kids where they are with whatever they come with. And then the education happens after that, I think. And so uh, we, I, I think even with Solve 7, we yeah. spent some time and just made lots of positive, encouraging, um, messages to deck the halls and stalls at Bridgetown with. And I say, if halls you, and stalls. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you walk the halls and enjoy the stalls at Bridgetown, you are going to be uplifted. And so just, you know, some of that. And then that's good. Tell, yeah. Uh, for those that may not know on Eagle Country, tell us what about uh, Solve 7. Uh, I can talk a little bit, but one of our initiatives is to solve the seven problems of our world, our society, and school, one of the Solve 7 A's is educate uh, yes. people. And yes. uh, so we really have partnerships, strategic ones, with schools. I think we have eight schools in particular that we're partners with, although we have five school systems uh, represented in the church. Wow. Oak Hills is huge. Mm -hmm. uh, you've done great there. Although here's my observation, Lori. If you ever go back to the school that you attended, mm -hmm. it seems smaller than it you remember. You know, it looks so big when you're little, mm -hmm. and now it's not that big. And the teachers are way younger. I mean, I'm looking at some of these. I mean, I'm looking at Jill Principal. I don't remember Principal looking that way. I don't remember teachers looking as young. I mean, I'm walking down the hall thinking, this is like, are these high school students that are teachers? And they're like... They're already college graduates, man. So your perspective changes, you know, sure. as you get older. So it sounds like in the Solve Seven, though, one of our key things is to partner with schools. So I know we've got some folks doing some things to try to partner and to back to your core value of loving on kids. That's our goal. Yeah, and that's what you all are doing really well. And and that looked so different. You know, part of it is just the inspirational quotes. Some of it is feeding students. You know. Um, Whitewater helped to assure that every student on a testing day, and that's that's big in schools in private school or public school systems. Mm -hmm. Testing is huge. Mm -hmm. They spend an entire day with a pretty high stakes test, and they worked really hard to make sure that every student had breakfast that morning yeah. and was uplifted with a card and knew that they were being thought of and cared for on that morning. That's um, awesome. And it, and then we now that's have some. Cool. We have ten bags, ten to twenty bags going out the door for yeah, kids that just would leave school on Friday right. and may not eat again till Monday morning. And yeah. we're and so that them. really happens. It I mean, we're not happen. talking about inner city schools here. No. We're, we're talking about Oak Hill School, which uh, by and large, middle class to upper class, affluent most of the time. Yeah. That so, happens. And, they, and they're hungry. And, and that so happens more yeah. than we're even providing for. Mm -hmm. That's something. Yes. Yeah. It's, but it's a, I mean, it's huge. And if they come hungry, they're, I mean, the education doesn't matter. So I think it's really just about loving on kids mm -hmm. um, and being the hands and feet of Jesus without maybe ever even saying Jesus's name. Yeah. And you know, I don't think you have to promote all the time who you are. People know. Yeah. I've met people who we never said anything about church or Jesus or denomination, but I could tell by their speech and their attitude, there's something different about them. They're a believer. Mm -hmm. And we have found of late that school systems across the board are much more open than they used to be about getting help 
from any uh, church or organization that loves people, as long as they're not over proselytizing or overbearing. And uh, there is a line there that we have, I think Jill and, uh, and our church tries to be aware of. Mm-hmm. But I found church, schools are so desperate for anybody who would help them, absolutely, their, help their kids, that they're open. And it's, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity. They're open now more than ever. And I'm glad you're representing Jesus, but representing the school well, Jill. Well Thank done. And I, it is kind of cool how that how you got that position, even it though is. you weren't seeking not it. At all, not at all where I felt yeah. I was qualified or yeah. equipped to go. But you talk a lot about that often. I know it. I do. You know, God puts you in your out of your comfort zone into this zone of the unknown because he wants to stretch you, grow you, and he sees more in you than we see ourselves sometimes. Uh, so some of you in Eagle Country, you see yourself as just this person, and you give yourself a title, and you give yourself a history, and you don't realize God sees in you much more than you see in yourself. And don't define yourself by who you are. Define by who you are in Him. And so we really do cheer people on to, uh, you know, there's a now and, there, and there's a next. And so we really do cheer people on to, to what God would call them next to do. I want to go back to one thing here. Mm-hmm. Sure. Testing is a big deal. I think it's more than I thought it was because is state funding tied to that? Uh, uh, test scores? Tell me about that. So not only just that, but I mean, it's public record, you know, yeah. your, your state report card, and it's a glimpse into one day in yeah. the life of a student. Yeah. But there's a lot put into that. And it's not just funding, but it's your reputation yeah. and yeah. how and people, people view pick school. where they're going to move to a community mm-hmm. based on the Absolutely. school's test scores are healthy. And isn't that a lot of pressure, though? Like just one snapshot of one day of a, of a student or a, or a teacher, or they, they'd like to take great uh, burden if, if it's not good, I'm sure. Well, and there's more pressure on the teachers, too. Oh, now, absolutely. Not just the, the students, because I um, have a teaching degree. I'm not using it, but that's what I went to school for. And I have several people I know that teach, and I know their stress and anxiety levels are so high mm-hmm. because of the testing. And their rankings, mm-hmm. rankings, right. we'll say, of a teacher come from how well their students performed that? on a mm-hmm. test. Well, they need snacks too. I think we, <laughs> yeah. you I think gave we us did we? Too. I think we just <laughs> put, put some in the teacher break room, didn't yeah. we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they needed some jelly beans or something. I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, tell me what the difference, Jill, between being a teacher and being an administrator is. A couple things that you've learned from a leadership perspective. Oh, gosh. Um, I obviously, as an administrator, have a little more pull on some things. I have a, a bigger impact, but maybe not as deep of an impact. You know, I feel like a teacher is right there with the kids on the daily, mm-hmm. um, but I get to see and hopefully in a positive way impact or get to know more students. Um, as a teacher, I mean, mm-hmm. if you talk about even just faith-based, you right. know, you then have a whole whole kind of new set of rules mm-hmm. and regulations and things that you have to follow because my job doesn't have hours to it, yeah. and a teacher's job does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, the greatest thing for me has just been the, effect, the the fact that I do have some influence or have the ability to have an influence on a large amount of people and staff. Yeah. Like as a teacher, 
you know, your, your biggest impact is on the students. Right. But I get the mm-hmm. ability or... Affect the whole culture. Yes. Of the, yeah. I think it all comes top down. I, I'm yeah. a firm believer in that. If I take care of my staff, mm-hmm. the staff takes care of the students. Boy. Yeah. You move from being, I've noticed that as our church has grown and we've added staff, you, you move from being a shepherd to a rancher. That, that's how I put it. You ranch the sheep. You don't have just a small uh, a flock anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's good. All right. Excellent. I just want to commend you again. Thanks Thank for you. coming on the show, and thanks for sharing in Eagle Country. Maybe there's somebody who's listening from Oak Hills, or maybe somebody who thinks, you know, I'm just a teacher, or I'm just, you're never just something. And God has a plan for you that you can't imagine. And if you're looking for a church that's full of educators, Whitewater Crossing may be one thing you want to check out. There's a lot of teachers and principals and superintendents in our school. I get a little nervous because, you know, I think I just barely got out of school. They probably felt (laughs) sorry for me. So my education is not that great. My passion is great. Uh, So it's all, I know the teachers probably say, David, you invented that word. That's not even a word, you know, and you just uh, put that together with your Kentucky accent, you know. (laughs) So, all right, but uh, we'd love to have you. Would Jill, Jill, what service you go to uh, normally? I typically or? go to the eleven fifteen yeah, service, okay. unless Good. it's a week that I serve, and yeah. then mm-hmm. I go to the early service. And I love that too. You're serving in the church, out of the church, wonderful. But thank you for being on the show. And I have a little bit of a weird church news for you. Now, I hope this would never happen to us. But I saw this; it just actually just came out that Hawks attack parishioners at Indiana church. See, Eagle Country is in Indiana. I mean, everything weird happens in Indiana. Anyway, many people try to get by on a wing and a prayer, the article says, but the parishioners at the Indiana church could do without the wings. Recently, a pair of hawks swooped down to the St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Mishawaka, Mishawaka? Indiana, they have moved into the church. At first, they were good neighbors who respected the sanctity of the church, but things have turned hellish recently, according <laughs> to the pastor and the father, Terry Fisher. Up until a couple weeks ago, they weren't really bothering anybody. We weren't bothering them. However, they've been starting to get a little too protective of their nest and have been swooping down and attacking parishioners as they attended the church. It's it's hard enough to go to church. Now birds. They got one lady on the top of her head. She had to have stitches. Another woman on the side of her face, Father Fisher said. They've been acting so satanic, in fact, that the church asked a higher power to intervene. The Indiana Department of Natural Resources. They don't expect them to fly into the rescue, it says. Oh, that's cute. A little cheesy. But hawks are a protected species, so nothing can be done until they decide to fly the coop of their own volition. Until then, he suggests that anyone worried about the birds should carry and use an umbrella when entering the church or use a rear entrance. That's an added burden. Oh, that's good. Birds of a feather flock together. See, we got all kind of problems, but we don't have anything that I know of at Whitewater. I I think probably if you just baptize those birds as members, they would never come back. Oh, that's a whole other subject we might want to talk about another day on rib. But anyway, we love it that you're here. And if you have some odd or weird church news that you might want to send or email us, we would love to entertain it, might hear it on the air. Lots of people are listening more and more from the church, and they tune in on Sunday night at 7 in the radio to hear what that crazy David is going to say and what kind of crazy guest he may have and we may have. 
And so uh, it's really been fun uh, for this episode, and we're, we're glad you're here. And please come visit us at Whitewater Crossing any Sunday. To get on our website, whitewatercrossing.org, plan your visit page. That's the most hit part of the website. Kind of get a virtual tour of the church. And if you're looking for a church, what a coincidence. We're looking for people, and we'd love to have you that. Shout out to Mark Crimer down at the Beer House who sponsors our show. I just saw Mark in the building a few minutes ago, uh, and uh, he's just really doing a good job down there fixing food. October is here. That German food is great for Oktoberfest season. Mm-hmm. So go down there, get something to eat, come up the road on Sunday, get some spiritual food. And we're always grateful for Eagle Country, uh, who, uh, again, uh, we wouldn't make this show possible without their expertise in sending out this message over the airwaves. So till we uh, catch you up with you again on Sunday night, uh, we are great, greatly pleased to, to be a partner with you in your spiritual growth in your life. And uh, thanks for letting us uh, rev up your week. And uh, so this is Dave Vaughn and Lori. Thanks again from your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.